Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about the importance of representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Brian Coleman, and this issue covers Batgirl, more specifically, Tiffany Fox Batgirl. Tiffany Fox of the elite and prestigious Gotham Fox family um, is a 12-year-old girl, African-American girl living in Gotham City with her well-to-do, almost one-percenter black family. Um, She is a crime-fighting superhero, and I am hoping like hell that I have just overlooked I don't know like a full run with Tiffany in it because I've only found two appearances of her um one in Batgirl Futures in volume one and Batwing Futures in volume one uh Tiffany Fox is uh a DC Comics character she was created by Jimmy Palamati I believe I said that right and Justin Gray uh, although her first appearance was in Batwing number 21. This was back in 2013. Um, that's in addition to the two appearances I just gave. Um, she's an African-American. She's a minor, only 12 years old. Um, and she has a few relatives, an older brother and sister. The brother, um, for anyone who's reading DC Comics or know of the properties, you know him as... Uh, Batwing, this is Lucas Fox, or Luke Fox. Uh, she has an older sister, Tamara Fox, who um, she kind of dated Nightwing for a minute, but that was kind of a hoax. Um, the information I found about her was that she went in search of him after the death of Batman. Uh, a tabloid lady wrote that they were dating. Um, I guess that helped further his agenda because whatever he was working on, him and um, Tam, Tamara, a.k.a. Tam, decided to become fiancés, like, for (laughs) play-play. And um, I think she developed feelings for for him in the midst of that. But that was essentially all I found on her. Um, And then her mother, Tanya Fox, where I am really hoping I just overlook some things because all I could really find about Tanya Fox was that she was the dutiful wife of Lucius Fox which is like mm, that's I understand everyone won't get fleshed out to the nines everyone won't get that deep rich Superman Wonder Woman Batman treatment but for Tanya's main characteristic or I don't know 
defining factor was being a dutiful wife. That seemed kind of, <laughs> I don't know, kind of sucky. Especially with this being some elite, prominent family. Like, give her some... If she's just going to be the dutiful wife, give her, I don't know, some wifely stuff to do. Give her some Stepford wife type things. At least give her more content. Um, I don't know. Or hell, do like uh, Homegirl in uh, The Long Halloween. Uh, um, was it Harvey's wife? Who ended up being the uh, <laughs> the killer in the end. But um, And then there's Lucius Fox, who is the CEO of Wayne Enterprises. Uh, I'm not going to focus on them. They're not the uh, important things in this particular issue um let's see tiffany is a child genius as most kids are in comic book universe there's not one robin there's not one young mutant that's been around that has not been damn near genius level high iq i mean it's just a side effect of being a metahuman or a mutant or inhuman or struck by lightning or amazon <laughs> you're always just a genius um in the future's end timeline tiffany is a trained martial artist uh and she uses the nunchucks as her weapon of choice uh the future's end timeline well i'm not admittedly a dc fanboy um I'm trying to immerse myself into the DC titles, but it's it's been kind of a challenge. Uh, I say that to say that DC has gone through a few different like um, lot, uh, company-wide events that has overtaken a lot. Uh, the most recent being Rebirth, and prior to that was the New 52 and with the new 52 came a lot of rearranging of things um it's when superheroes had only been around for like the last five years um some characters were lost in the ether some were still around everyone had new costumes it was just this whole big like reboot that being said i think he got rid of most of all of the continuity from before save for a few different titles where i believe it's wonder woman who still has some feeling or knowledge of the timelines before and i believe flash i could be wrong if i am forgive me don't bite my head off um i bring this up because in this future's end timeline that comes five years into the future of the new 52 which itself was a few years or decades i think ahead of the previous reboot um, but during this timeline, uh, Barbara Gordon, she has become <laughs> Betty Noir. I believe I said that right, a.k.a. the Black Beast. And this is through training with Bane and getting the Bane venom but not getting it and fighting him. That's important to Tiffany's story, but it's not the most important thing. Um, she has a league of Batgirls who are not affiliated with Batman. And the three girls are... Um, Stephanie Brown, who has the like purplish suit, Cassandra Kane, who has the gold, and Tiffany Fox, who has the pink. Now they have these black traditional Batgirl suits, but then like the bat symbol and the like utility belt and some of the lining is different colors. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, these three Batgirls, I didn't find much on them either, and it's kind of <laughs> sad that going through 
looking up things for Tiffany Fox. I didn't find much on her. That was kind of a bummer. But then I'm like, oh, this is relatively recent. But at the same time, she is one part of the Bat family. Second to that, she's part of the Fox family, which in this timeline is a very prestigious, almost... Mm, I don't want to say royal, but a very high society type of family. So, I know a lot of times you get characters like uh, the last episode where I mentioned the twins, the identical twins that Storm and Black Panther had that never got a backstory. They never got anything fleshed out. They just appeared on panel. Um, Thankfully, Tiffany has more, uh, more content than that, but there wasn't much. She first appeared in the Batwing number 21, and then the two appearances, one in Batgirl Futures In, one in Batwing Futures In. So aside from those three different appearances, I didn't find a lot on her, and that's kind of frustrating because this is a very good character, um, at least in my opinion. Um, let's see, she um, she's the youngest member of the brilliant and affluent Gotham family headed by Lucius Fox um and you know like her fathers and her siblings she's considered very smart she has a high intellect high IQ um at the age of seven or eight her IQ was 190 and <laughs> they noted that she read Adler, Cattell, Fromm and Hull uh just for fun so it's like eh, yeah and we're going to drive home the point that she is a genius you know much like a lot of the young kids in comic book universe, but this was not, they aren't believable, but you know, they, they drove that point home and that's something I could see. Um, and when I think about Tiffany, I really get the, um, first thing that comes to mind, which, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but is that saying that's been around in black households for eons, which is you have to work twice as hard to be half as good as your white counterpart because there's no privilege there. You know, you have to really prove yourself where they don't ordinarily have to because of not just privilege, but just connections and, you know, your name alone. And although she's written as a naturally smart and gifted young lady, being in a black prominent family like that, be, I don't, I don't want to, let me see how I'm going to say this. Being in a situation like that, one, you're in Gotham, which is predominantly white, um, and then you're in the affluent social circles of Gotham, which is even more so predominantly white. You being a child, you, she's probably going to be policed more or differently than her white counterparts. So, I mean, I see it already. I see it with family. I see it with people I've worked with. I've seen it, you know, just by traveling and meeting different people. You'll see that, although it hasn't explicitly said, with me reading between the lines of my own lens, I see her and her brother and sister as being these... Um, black kids in a family of a higher ugh, I want to say pedigree um, stature in Gotham City so you're already looked at um, you may be put on a pedestal and other times you may not but you're already standing out from the crowd and I'm not going to believe that Gotham City is any different um, than America today there is no 
I don't see no color and all that other trash, whatever. I um I read this as Tiffany is naturally smart, but you know she gets that talk. I'm sure that look, this is how it is, blah, whatever. Because I mean, she's a kid. I also imagine she's bratty at times, spoiled at times. Even the greatest kid is still a kid. So um, I don't know. I can appreciate her having this high IQ and reading these wonderful works and standing out, but um. There's something else there that, of course, I'm reading through my own lens and life experience, but I like to believe that there is a um, Obama, Michelle, Malia, Sasha style relationship with between Tiffany and her siblings and her parents, especially with her being the youngest and the patriarch of the family is extremely, extremely intelligent and the prodigal son being smart as well but in addition to that being a part of the Batman family that's uh, there's just mm, good nor bad I, I, I see so much more in this character than what either I found or that's out there already um, she uh, it's noted that she does idolize her older brother Luke and um is always trying to make peace between him and her father, which we already know, even me, not being a huge DC guy, that Lucas and Lucius go at it. Um, let's see. They um, She was captured once by Ratcatcher <laughs> after her sister Tam was rendered brain dead. And this right here, like I said, this is why I'm hoping I've, I've, I've messed up somewhere because the things that I found about Tam, none of this was mentioned in there none of this being brain dead none of this rat catcher stuff i don't know if it's just because this maybe she wasn't featured as prominently prominently excuse me in that um arc or whatever but i didn't find anything close to this when researching town um let's see she manages to escape when her brother comes to her aid um and in the process tiffany learns that her older brother is batwing um let's see now, excuse me, she was recruited into the League of Batgirls, which again, five years into the future from the New 52, um, during the Future's End timeline. And then even with the Future's End, oh, 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 never mind. Um, she's 12 years old. She's the youngest member. Um, Barbara, of course, brought the team together. Uh, this is after Barbara had went through this training with Bane. Um, and he... I think he had said that he knew, like, if she wanted to beat him, she wasn't strong enough. She wasn't ready. This is in the midst of a fight, and she let him know, well, no, I'm not trying to beat you. I'm trying to become you, which was a lie, but it was, like, a means to an end. And he was telling her, okay, well, uh, I am Bane, and if you want to beat Bane, you must become Bane and use the Bane serum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he got that, that weird, weird cadence and that weird voice. But um, he um, told her she would have to take the venom to, you know, become better than him, which she did, didn't, lied and said she did. But I don't know. Um, she became the Black Beast, the Betty Noir. Well, I hope I'm saying it right. But um, Stephanie Brown, who I didn't know was Spoiler, which I think I've just found out who Spoiler is. <laughs> 
<laughs> so forgive me. We're going to be learning together because I am, oh, I am so far removed from DC Comics. And I'm, I'm just trying to find the continuity point in which to jump on. But now it seems like you don't even need continuity anymore over there. It's just pick up a book and just start from there. So I'm... I'm working on this job. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, so the League of Bad Girls was sent out on a mission to stop a ring of car thieves. Um, they got a little bit of resistance, a little fight from them, but they managed to get back to their bat cave um, after you know defeating everybody, whatever. Tiffany was the one who saved the city by grabbing a pressure-sensitive detonator to the bombs that were rigged to blow up Gotham City by Bane. Now, this is also part of the... Um, Bane, Bede, Noir, Barbara Gordon storyline where um, Barbara Gordon had been training under Bane for I want to say a year. She she wasn't allowed to see him for like the first six months or something. Like she had to scrub toilets and clean up the houses or whatever and her her true test was she had to break the arm of a soldier and my understanding is she just wasn't trained well enough or strong enough to do that once they go through that whole storyline and we get to the point where they're fighting and she convinces Bane that she wants to be him um, it, it comes out that he knew she was Barbara Gordon the whole time and he kind of just read her, told her about herself, like, I know you, you know, probably wanted me to kill you and, you know, or break your back and put you back in a wheelchair so you can feel like the girl you were before. Because prior to this, she um, was getting married to this guy. Um, this is after she had already been in a wheelchair. and No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Or she may have been in a wheelchair. Um, either way, her crazy brother came to the wedding and made her fiancé... Um, essentially jumped to his death in order to save Barbara from being murdered. Um, so Bane brings all that up and is like, well, you know, I know you wanted to, um, you know, get back to how he was before and this, that, and the third, and I always knew you were Barbara Gordon and why didn't you try to kill me and this, that, and whatever. Well, um, she defeats him, and but at that time he lets her know, well, you may have defeated me, but your league of bad girls, there's no way that they'll get to the six different bombs I have planted throughout the entire city, which gives me <laughs> back to what I've said before about the Marvel Universe. How in the hell is anyone still living in Gotham City? I imagine that Gotham City and Central City and all these different cities that superheroes live in in the DC Universe are in America. They may be analogs for other cities because I think Gotham is supposed to be New Jersey and Metropolis is San Francisco. Either way, why are you living in these cities where all this bullshit is going on? If I am in college and I've grown up in Gotham City my entire life, I'm moving the hell out. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to Dallas, I'm going to, I don't know, L.A. Hell, I'll go to Iowa because apparently wherever there's a superhero in that town, there's bound to be 511 crazed psychotic villains. So for as many times as Gotham has been under attack through several different properties, cartoons, the comic books, the movies, the web series, the everything, there's always some... There's not just... At this point, I think that Gotham residents would welcome 
a casual bank robber, a pickpocket, even just your average run-of-the-mill murderer. Just a regular guy or girl who's just out shooting people. Because, god damn, Gotham has gone through so much, the property value cannot be worth dirt. <laughs> but, um, to all that, he, um, during this, this, um, during this part of the story where, um, before, mm, don't give me the lion. Where the bombs are going to go off. This is where the Betty, <laughs> the Dark Beast or whatever, she says her goodbyes to the uh, League of Batgirls, which is a very heavy issue. Even this last panel that I found, um, where she's like individually saying her her goodbyes. Do you have the girls holding each other and they're crying? And it's such a beautiful shot. I mean, the colors are great. The lighting is great. The ink. The it's, this is just a this is a wonderful page. And if you've never heard of the League of Bad Girls, if you know nothing about them, if you do some you know very light research, or if you've only read Futures in or only ever heard of it, knowing that this is Barbara Gordon speaking to her League of Bad Girls is enough that I believe this panel this everything this drives it home just how heavy and important this is and even though I personally don't feel like I earned this ending because I didn't really find any find much on this team or Tiffany in particular I still think this is a very impactful panel like what she says okay barbara says here um stephanie this is um spoiler a uh, former spoiler stephanie you have the heart of a lion in every way that matters you had the strength to resist the darkness where i could not which of course is pointing to her becoming the dark beast and um you know working under bane and whatnot and then it's um cassandra you came through hell and made everyone stronger. Everyone you met stronger and better. You are the person I most want to be. It's, there is a um, Cassandra Kane run of Bat One, Bat Girl that I have and I've had for a while. And I've skimmed through a few pages. I like the art. Um, it looks amazing. The story looks looks good. Um, give me a couple months and I'll probably crack that open and report as well. But. Um, then lastly, we go to Tiffany and brings a tear to your eye. She says, Tiffany, your day will come. Don't be afraid of your intelligence. I believe you will outshine us all. And and then this doesn't seem like a lot, but then when you take into account that this is a 12-year-old girl, these are the preteen, teenage years. This is a lot of times where you're awkward. Um... You have some friends, you're falling out with friends on a daily, having their love, relationships, you, I don't know, resisting or bumping heads with your parents, and if you have siblings, there's all that, and to take that into account and look at this as DC Universe is a real place where we physically live in, this girl to deal with all that, and on top of being like a genius and Regardless if you're in a private school, if you're in public school, whatever, I'm sure there's teasing going on. Either you're not smart enough or you're too smart or whatever. I'm sure there's something there. Everyone has their own issues they're dealing with. But to think that this is a 12-year-old girl, a 12-year-old black girl, 
uh, in this um, affluent social circle in this prominent black excuse me prominent black family that is maybe one or two families in a um in a city full of millions you would think for her to get this confirmation from this person who has been leading her this is her for all intents and purposes this is her batman and to get that final goodbye and that final goodbye that kind of affirms who you are and not that she needed anyone else but as a child and as a teenager a lot of times things that your parents have told you forever forever in a day fall on deaf ears hell i remember which is this is such a silly story um when i was a kid what was i maybe third or fourth grade and my mom would make me you know sandwiches with lunch meat peanut butter jelly sandwiches you know whatever and I don't know why this has always stuck out to me for years, but she would tell me, you know, um, make sure, you know, you eat the crust in your bread because I will pull it off. And I was like, why should I? Because, you know, it'll help you be healthy and strong or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I don't like it. So whatever. And I had a substitute teacher who I think it was a black man. And he had been like a constant substitute in the school and i don't know how this came up but we were talking about like eating and eating healthy and stuff and he said well you know you should eat the crust on your bread uh because it helps you be strong i'm paraphrasing of course and i remember having this conversation again with my mom like i don't know let's say a month later where I would eat, I was eating the crust of my bread and she was like you know oh you're finally doing that you know why are you doing it and I told her well because my uh my teacher told me at school and it was like and she was like well I've been telling you that forever I was like yeah I know and so looking into my child's mind way back then something as simple as a crust of bread <laughs> being that same message being delivered through a teacher that was delivered through my mom and kind of beating to me into my head you know, constantly like eat, eat good, eat healthy, eat your vegetables, eat your crust on your bread. Your mama was essentially talking to a de- uh, uh, a brick wall, <laughs> you know. But this guy, who was my substitute, had that impact on me, and I don't know why. It's still a mystery to me because he wasn't saying anything different. But that's why I say this moment is so impactful. It's so heavy for me reading this because although I wasn't a little black girl and I'm not a black woman i still recognize that this is a a black girl who probably has the weight of the world on her shoulders um and then even if she doesn't if it's just i'm a happy-go-lucky young black girl who um is smart and i'm also fighting crime you're still in this community of the league of black girls you're still a young girl you're still the youngest of them all you know they don't look like you maybe that doesn't register as being a pro or a con it's just something but it's still not an us versus them it's a you're still you still have your differences and you're all working towards getting whatever done and you all have this overarching boss or leader or batman figurehead and you're getting this confirmation from that person even if her last words were tiffany you're smart and i love the way you dress as superficial as that is, those being those last words to affirm something, it would have been ridiculous to see in this comic book and in that context, but it, it goes back to 
the things that Barbara said to Tiffany is nothing that I'm sure her parents and her older siblings and maybe even her teachers at school hadn't said already because it's clearly and it's been established she is intelligent very intelligent and very capable but again hearing it from someone who you strive to be like who you're on the team like you know you're on a sports team if your coach tells you you're doing great that makes you feel good or you're on a debate team and your coach says you're doing great that makes you feel good like any instance where you're in a social environment and you have someone who's the figurehead who can give you those mm, give you that not that spark who can give you who can pour something into you positivity is always good you know even if the circumstances are as dire as Gotham City is about to blow up around you and it's probably the last voice you're gonna hear it's still good so I for having not been able to get my hands on this futures in issue I really I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I asked. So you, Lord only knows if once I get my hands on it and read through it, how I'll probably be going through the roof. <laughs> but um, I really do appreciate Tiffany Fox as a um, as a character, and I really wish. I'm really hoping that I missed something, and there's a lot of her out there that we just ain't seen. But with me having kind of Google to my fingers fell off. I haven't seen much more than this conversation here. I mean, a few panels here and there, but for the most part, I've only seen these three different appearances. Um, All that being said, I think personally, with me reading the, the current Batman run and the current Detective Comics run, the Bat Family... Excuse me. The Bat Family is big as hell. Just like the Superman family. Just like the Spider-Man family is growing to be. It is huge. There's constantly a Robin in rotation. A Batwoman somewhere. A Batgirl somewhere. It would be nice. If we could get. um, Tiffany Fox. As the Batgirl. That would be awesome. Um, I'm enjoying Batman right now. But give me. Give me her. Like, I, I I don't see the harm in um, making her the... Because there's already so many out there. And so many currently that... What's the harm in making their uh, a Batman, Batgirl, Robin team up or whatever? Or just give me a solo Batgirl book with Tiffany Fox. Like... I would get every issue, every issue for my nieces, every issue for my nephews, every issue for every kid I know. Any adult I'm friends with who has kids would be getting that book. Much like with me trying to push this Lunetta Lafayette on every everybody with a child who I know or this Miles Morales. Um, with her not having a lot of content out there, two things I would love to see a League of Batgirls book and I would love to see a Tiffany Fox book um the League of Batgirls seems like a very interesting um and a very uh what I'm trying to say it seems like it's material that's wasted cause there's so much potential there you have um 
you have three strong characters in their own rights together on a team. They don't have to be led by Barbara Gordon. They could be an independent team. They could be led by someone. It could be some military tactical style team. It could be three fun-loving girls who are just trying to clean up their neighborhood. It has so much potential to be so many different things. But give me, um, let a woman take this this team and do something with them. Let me, it doesn't, I don't know, I don't want to say it has to be an Asian woman, it has to be a black woman, it has to be a white woman. Give me a team of women who can tell a strong story visually um, through the plot and give me a different spin on Gotham. Don't I don't want to see this constant dark and brooding and sad Batman story because Batman is telling some good stories. This is true, but when you have... First of all, there's so many goddamn people protecting Gotham, and yet it still is under attack every other day. Much like the X-Men and the X-Mansion and all that. Give me a League of Batgirl underground, I don't know, Power Ranger type stuff. Like, give me something. Just give me something. I don't even want to pitch anything. Just get this property into the hands of a woman, of women. And do something interesting with it. Like, do something different than just, oh, Batman will go to save Gotham. Like, he has that covered tenfold. Him and all the Robins and all the Batwomens and all the King Horses and all the King's Men. Like, that's that's done. Moving on, give me a Tiffany Batgirl, Batgirl book. Um, Lunella is doing a pretty good job over at Marvel with being incorporated into the Marvel Universe with, you know, certain characters guest starring in her book, but having her own thing going on. And she doesn't feel like she's shunted off to, like, this small corner of the Marvel Universe where her stories don't really matter. And she's gaining, um, she's gaining, um, she's getting more visibility because I think she's in the new Wasp book, um... And then there's something else. Shoot. But even for the people who have appeared in her own book, like Miss Marvel, like uh, Totally Awesome Hulk, uh, Amadeus Cho, and uh, The Thing, Ben Grimm, she doesn't just have this one-off character who it doesn't matter where they where they show up as she's she has characters who if you're going through the timeline of Miss Marvel, of Totally Awesome Hulk, of Ben Grimm, she's going to have to pop up because they are prominent figures in the Marvel Universe. Same can be done with Tiffany. You have this bad girl. She's a black girl. Send her off to some private school because her dad one day must wake up and realize this is a horrible-ass place for me to have my family. Yes, I'm here for Wayne Enterprises, but goddamn, my kids are constantly in trouble or, excuse me, under the threat of attack just by being in this city. Send her off to some private school or some boarding school where she has to adorn her Batgirl costume to fight crime, to solve mysteries. Make it a YA book. Make it, you know, maybe a little darker. Um, Give her some nice, interesting stories because I hear, even though I don't read it, Squirrel Girl is doing really well. Um... I look at some of the plots and some of the books and they've done a pretty good job at um from what I hear and from the little that I've you know read online of making her um giving her good stories she's not over sexualized even though she's older I think she's like 
early mid 20s so there's that slippery slope where she could be you know overly sexualized but she's not give me some treatment like that with tiffany where her brother can guest star in her book once or twice or for a whole arc maybe her dad will come back give me another take on batman as this little black girl you know let her assemble her little team her own oracle or you know or do something entirely different send her away to some school or to live with a relative and there's like young metahumans there give me a young x-men style or a gen 13 give me something but like i say with every other character i feel like she's someone who would benefit from being in the forefront give me a what does dc have Mm, cw but give me a hulu because i don't yeah no there's dc shows on netflix but they're not netflix properties there's just netflix they're on netflix so give me a hulu series about tiffany fox first uh first episode drop her off at a relative or drop her off at a boarding school and then hit the town running like i think that would be something good too especially if it's on a platform like netflix or hulu where little kids little girls and boys who are young and in school and don't have this midnight bedtime can binge watch this you know sit up as a family on the weekend and watch this like ah there's so many things you can do with her i mean the languages that she speaks she has this high iq well give me an entire episode where she has to speak spanish and it's spanish the entire episode through you know put subtitles so that the little kids can pick apart whatever or have her speak french or like do something creative with her where she's targeted towards kids and it gets them interested in more than just the Batman punching and fighting. Make her solve things. Make her, you know, even sneak a little math. What's the new math? The Common Core math. Sneak a little bit of that in there and show her working something out. Like, because there are adults, myself included, that don't know or are a little confused on how this Common Core works because it's not how we were taught. But do do things with tiffany this intelligent young girl where you can do more than just have her punch and and kick stuff like everybody else soft crimes it's always something huge and dramatic but everyone else all the other bad family does their detective work you know i'd love to see what a little i don't know joker or two-face would be for her you know um i don't know there's there's a lot that can be done and i'm full of ideas so dc call me i got fresh eyes so fresh that i don't know what the hell going on over there in most of your properties but call me i got some i got some ideas for miss fox (laughs) okay (laughs) so this has been your issue on tiffany fox (laughs) batgirl and I still think that she should be the primary Batgirl in the DC Universe. Hell, uh, she'll get you the young viewers, young viewers, young readers in. Much like that Gotham Academy book. Hell, throw her in there too. Because there's that going on. <laughs> but um, let's keep the conversation going. If you listen to this and you were just shouting into your headphones or into your... I don't know, iTunes account, like, damn it, you missed X, Y, and Z, then email me, 
tweet me that xyz let me know where i fumbled or if i did a good job or if you didn't even know about this character and that she existed or you know whatever else say hi say uh you know did a good job you did a bad job (laughs) um where can i find more tiffany and we can uh get a hashtag going and you know harass dc until they uh at least put her in a few other books um email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com tweet me tweet me tweet me please at me tweet me if you want to reach me if you want to page me it's okay (laughs) at carefreeblurred um my Instagram and Tumblr are Carefree Black Nerd. So do not hesitate to find me on this in social medias and uh, reach out there. I welcome all of the conversation. Give me all the notifications. Um, on SoundCloud, of course, it's Carefree Black Nerd. And on iTunes, um, search the Carefree Black Nerd podcast. And you'll see me there with the big C. <sighs> um... Let me see. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and SoundCloud. You know, leave a comment or two. Uh, download past issues and subscribe to future issues of Carefree Black Nerd by visiting carefreeblacknerd.com. <laughs> uh, but meet me back here next week for the next installment of the CBN Carefree Black Nerd podcast. Um, also, you know, if I didn't say it before, happy Black Future, Black History Month. Uh, let's see and until then I want you to stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky I I